Welcome to Journey to Authenticity. My name is Sarah Hart. Join me in the quest to uncover our true self and make aligned choices with relationships, purpose, spirituality, and body-mind. Together with my guests, we share the stories, practices, and perspectives on how we can all live an authentic life. Remove the mask, reveal the real you, and spread your light. I'm super excited today to be welcoming onto the show my multi-talented friend, Yasmin Kahansen, who is an artist, a business owner, a mother, a wife, and now an author. Thank you. You and I have known each other now, I think it's almost six years now that it's coming up to. Wow. And I know, it's flown, hasn't it? And, <laughs> and we met uh, originally as part of the business mentorship group. And I was reflecting on it today and just thinking that actually the time that we met, I personally was at one of my lowest points ever in business when I was really struggling and, you know, very fearful of failure. And both of us there trying to work on this business together. Um, but we've been through it in terms of the successes, the rise, the falls, the ups and downs. But I remember that first day that we met, it was as though, you know, when you meet someone and you've known them for years. Yes. It clicked. It clicked. There Absolutely. Something that was, oh, oh, nice to see you after a long time. Where have you been? So that kind of feeling. Yeah. Absolutely. And you've played a huge role for me as in my healing journey. Taught me a lot. And some of the things that I would, I've done along the way, whether it's, you know, family constellations, holotropic, loads of the inward work, really. I don't think I would have done uh, without you. So it's played a major role. And I'm going to cover some of those topics as I go through. Yeah. But now you've put everything into this book, which is wonderful, The Unseen Journey Within You, an out-of-the-box approach to unleash the true you. Great title, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but why now? It's quite um, an amazing feeling knowing, when I go back, Sierra, knowing how I was as a child, knowing that I was unable to express words, and it took me, you know, I'm 52, <laughs> took me that long to be able to put this in words and being able to express it the way how I always wanted. And the feeling is amazing. And then the book, it was one of the seminars. I heard this lady talking. I thought, hmm, I have a beautiful story to tell. I would love to share it with people as I do with my friends. I tell them my story. I tell them some advice and why not to put it all together and spread it out you know we're doing things when we are ready we're doing it when we feel confidence or confidence with, with with it it can't be if i would think back 20 years ago i wouldn't be able to do that but today with all the challenges that i approached and opened the doors to these opportunities then you take it because you are ready to do something that is ready for you to be open, if it makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I suppose for some people, you know, we all potentially have these opportunities, but some yeah. people have their eyes open. Some people don't in order to receive it. What, what do you think that contributed for you along the way to make sure that that door, when that door was open, you saw it and you took it? Again, life gives us challenges. There are some times where we need to sleep. There are some times 
where we need to collapse. There are some times where we are busy with the outside and no time to look in the inside. So it depends on who we are from the inside and when we feel the gut feeling, something is ready to be, you know, um, to be unleashed, then things come to you. Then you start to attract things to do these steps towards your authentic self, how I call it. Because life teaches us all the way long and takes the layers off to become more and more our true self. But that comes when we are asleep or awake or whatever chapters are in our life. It's always working on ourselves, always looking inside and making sure we are doing what has to be done at the moment. I saw that you, you know, in the book that you mentioned about these layers and that there's this process of working on ourselves to take the layers off and that the layers were built there for protection. Yeah. yeah. Explain that a little bit more about what the layers are. When you know, we have a mom and dad or parents or guidance or who are looking after us. So their life, how to explain it in a very simple way. When we come to Mother Earth, we are pure. That's our soul. We are here to totally pure and, and the essence of who we are. Then with time, we take the layers off that the parents taught us how to behave how to do things in our lives. So we know mom and dad. So we take them as their role models. So we follow and copy them until we come to a certain age where we do things on ourselves or you know, doing the steps that is important for our growth. So with all the layers that you put on ourselves, the love or not to be loved, be hugged or not to be hugged, it's all for the protection here. And then later in life, we have the opportunity to take the layers off. But step by step, depends on who we're attracting, the first relationship, the first workplace, the first friends, you know, what we experience through life. And then when we start to become more confident in ourselves, say, okay, I'm now strong, I can take one layer off. That's me. I'm not fighting it. I can be who I am. I don't care what you think. I don't care if you blame. I don't care, you know. Then you can start to open up step by step. And if we don't, if we choose not to take those layers off? So then the pain starts to grow. Mm. And then it becomes very um, difficult then you start to blame the others. Then you become the victim. Then you don't know anymore what to do. And then your self becomes really tiny. You can't breathe anymore. You don't look healthy. You, you don't see the world anymore. As it happened, you know, in my times as well, uh, when my father passed away, I was, I thought I was a very happy girl and I, you know, was happy what I had. When my father passed away, I thought, oh, it's fine. He's gone. My father wasn't a nice man. So I was, you were, how old were you, 21? When 21, that yeah. So I thought I had all good in my life. You know, I mean, good. Everything was in place. 
but actually it wasn't. So the pain or the pushing away the father figure and all the anger, the frustration started to knock on the door. And until it came to the point I can't cope anymore. It was really, really painful. So I reached, for, reached out for help. And the help came with uh, psychosynthesis and I started to do family constellation. Astrology was a huge part in my life. A lot of questions were answered at that time. Why me? Do I need to go through that? Why did I have a father like that? Through the family constellation, I saw the pattern that I got from my family, a pattern that was started to repeat itself. So by reaching out, because I couldn't cope with the pain anymore, this is where help came. And it came in these forms for me to just take it and work on myself. It was a painful journey, of course. It's not easy to look inside. No, not at all. Something I've always been really fascinated with are the universal cycles and how they influence us. And I know that we've had some conversations around it and you also touch on it a little bit in the book, but could you just explain a little bit about what these universal cycles are? So there are cycles that follow uh, us in life. Cycles, you know, when we are born, when we become teenager, and then later, 21, there are seven-year cycle. And all these cycles are here to either wake us up, to put us asleep, to bring pain, to lift the pain, to go through the emotional journey, but also to the mental journey, all kinds of cycles we have in life. And mm. these are here making sure we're doing it step by step what needs to be done. And so... so what would you say are some of the more specific challenges that we may face around the 28 years, let's say entering it, moving through and approaching 35? So when we, are, when we come out of the teenager time, you know, then we're 21. This is the time where we feel we are an adult. We are ready to go to the world. But actually, we don't have the life experience. We don't have the tools really to build a foundation yet so we start to you know with this little life experience first we went through the emotional you know pain becoming a teenager and you know the first adulthood then slowly till 28 is a form of finding yourself seeing okay I took a bit of responsibility I have my first work or I studied or my first relationship or whatever it's you know what you're going through. Then at 28, 27, 28, 9 is the time where the cycle or the energy from above is asking you, is this what you want? Is this what you need? Are you happy with it? Is the house or the foundation that you built, is this strong enough? And then these challenges that is coming from the outside gives you a, a guidance. Oh, is this what I want? And then and the are those things like, for example, I don't know, a job change or entering yes. a relationship that's new. Yeah. A baby, a, a marriage, a divorce, mm -hmm. losing a home, becoming a home or getting a home. 
So mm. really huge changes. Yeah. But these changes are important because you have to grow, you see. So if the changes give you the indication, okay, now I have to change something because my spirit wants more space. I'm growing. I need to expand. So how do you expand that? You can't expand in a small house. You can't expand in a foundation that is not properly done because you don't have the life experience yet to build a proper uh, foundation. And so when those foundations are being tested, how does that manifest for us? Emotional pain. All a feeling from the inside that I believe everyone has it but not time to look inside. And then from the outside, you will get all these informations or insights. You know, either if you're not happy in the relationship, you know, your partner will start to have someone on the side. Mm -hmm. Or you're not very happy at work. And I'm sure there will be something, either you will be, you know, you need to leave, or there's another opportunity to have a job. Or in my case, I stopped completely because I didn't want to work anymore. I couldn't work because the foundation that I built wasn't strong enough. The pain took over at that moment. So I needed to look inside to see, okay, what does my soul need? What do I need to do now to move forward? And so the pain that that was sort of awoken at that time for you, was that around the grief of your father passing away? Yeah, because I wasn't ready to face the pain that my father was gone. Because at that time, I I felt I didn't like my father because he brought so much pain Mm. uh, to my mom and at home. So I thought it's better if he's not there. And as a child thinking, you know, going back, it's really sad to see that, that I needed to think that way to uh, to protect myself. Instead to say, okay, that's my dad. But a child doesn't know because he sees mommy crying. He sees Mm -hmm. daddy not being at home. So the tension at home. So early on, I started to put the layers on not to be hurt. And then when dad was gone, when he passed away, then of course, ha, here I came. I'm I'm strong now. But actually, the pain started to grow properly. And I needed to face it. And by facing it, that was the time, the seven-year cycle, that knocked on the door and said, look, now it's time to look a bit deeper. It's okay. You can do it. It's a safe time. It's a good timing. You can open up. Everything is okay around you. There is help. Mm, Yeah. You know, I remember being in that place around 28. I started to question everything, you know, is... Is this the, really the career path I want? Is this the business or the work-life balance I want, the relationship, etc.? And let's say you're having those feelings where you're unsure and you're anxious and you're feeling down and confused and you want to find answers. What would you say would be the advice you would give to someone as the first step that they can take? The first step is, if we all can, to stop for a moment, really stop for a moment and look inside to breathe or do what is outside or what we all can do is a little bit of meditation just to find a a spot in ourselves 
to say, okay, I'm now in a very um, challenging situation. I don't know where to go. I need to stop and ask myself, what do I need at the moment? And somehow, Sarah, somehow out of the blue, not today, not tomorrow, but in a, you know, in a moment, you will get the answer. And so you're saying vocally to ask yourself that question or to a meditation and ask that question? Whatever feels right to you. If you mm-hmm. just find a spot, few, you know, a moment, just to say, okay, now I'm here and it's really painful. You do what you need to do emotionally to release it. And out of the blue, you will, I, I guarantee it comes from the outside. Something will come towards you. Either a book or a webinar, or you hear a sentence in the radio, or you see something on tally, mm-hmm. or a friend tells you something, or you know, little things. And this little thing will take you to the next step. And yeah. we shouldn't forget it's a process. It's not one day, one week, one month. It took me four years to get through my pain. it's a journey and then through that when you find yourself you are the best friend at that moment only you can hold your hand only you can say it's okay I'm here next to you and we're going through yeah I found that definitely like you said the acknowledgement first of all that this is going on and to start to ask yourself the questions so that you can start to seek answers it's quite quite incredible how yeah, uh, that term, the universe has got your back. I'm reading that book at the moment. It's absolutely true. As soon as the eyes are open, the opportunities are there as long as we you know, can see yeah. them. They're there to see. You mentioned the book, and I absolutely love this way you describe that we are the personal blacksmith to our own inner life tools <laughs> and that it's our personality that then determines how that tool takes its shape and form. Yeah. Just explain a little bit about the different personalities, because I suppose that plays a massive role in the type of journey that we take. Yeah, so let's start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, I did astrology. I like to call it the stars, the planets, where we are coming from. So when we are born, if I go now a bit further, we go through a certain journey to Mother Earth. And everything we go through from above to down, we take the energy with us. So we have every, um, if I may say now, all the planets that we are going through from above to down, it's in our DNA, our makeup, our blueprint. So when we are born, the time, the day and the place gives us an indication who we are as a makeup, the personality, the energy of ourselves. Then in life, we start to, you know, do the steps. So it depends on if we are more a fire element, then we do things more straight. If we have a lot of earth elements in ourselves, then we do it more like earthy, more grounded. If we have more airy, elements or energy let's say that way then our mind is a big um, leader or guides us through life water of course gives us the emotional um, indication where we are more into the gut feeling and feeling what is right and what is not right 
So this personality then will shape the tool that's the life experience. Depends on how we do the steps in life. If someone wants to achieve something who is fire, they will be straight. They're jumping, no thinking, and their tool is done. Where the other one, being a perfectionist, earthy or airy, the tool has to be completely perfect. The time will be spent much more on it. It has to shine. It has to be you know, perfect. Where the water, they don't care really. It can be whatever. Mm-hmm. It has to fit the personality. Sure. But the personality depends on what kind of energy we have. Is it earth, fire, air, and water? And then, of course, the rest is also mixed in from uh, the energies above. Some is quicker in collecting the life tools, and some will take longer. And there's nothing right or wrong. And how do we find this out? Is it effectively we need to have somebody read uh, an astrology chart for us in detail this is not reading horoscopes where we find this out (laughs) i like to call it map of heaven that's a nice word Mm. that's our map because we are the universe we are the light and it's all above so when we're born as i said before we go through all the planets and we collect the energy at the time when they were standing at a certain position And that's in us. And each one of us is different, unique, and special. So these um, energies are all in map of heaven. Then you can see how this person moves forward in life. You can see how they deal with certain things in life. And that's quite a beauty. It's a beautiful approach um to ourselves knowing okay that's fine how i do it now but it's okay that's me i can't be that person because it's not my personality i can wish to be that person because there's a part of us from this person ourselves but not the person itself it's mm-hmm. us and we do it how we are made i have to say um having you do my map of heaven was one of the most profound experiences I've had. And I've done loads of different types of therapy and coaching and body work, but that spoke to me on a deep level to go to understand myself or to get confirmation that the feelings that I had been having and the questions that I had been having are translated into some energetic blueprint that's there already. So it's, it's amazing. It's, it's so true, Sarah, saying, you know, if someone, let's go a bit deeper. I'm really now, if someone, uh, you know, the Mercury, for instance, is, is, shows you how the person expresses their thoughts and their words, the exchange of the mind. So if the person, let's say, has in a water element let's say the person like me if i'm in a water element it's uh, there's no way that uh, the words come first so my my mind is first with pictures and colors and then it comes to be shaped in words let's say another person is in earth oh my god that's it goes the words are done perfectly straight and to the point 
Mm. So that's the difference. When you see it in a birth chart map of heaven, it gives you the confirmation. Oh my God, yes, that's me. I can't, I, I shouldn't be like that because that's not my part to be like that. And that gives you, oh, I love it, knowing, ah, I don't need to copy. I can be myself. This is my authentic self. Yeah, I think that's, that is the main thing is to highlight the strengths and weaknesses and realize these are things, no matter what I do, this will always be an uphill struggle. So don't do that. Instead, I can do this and utilize my strengths. Yeah. And I think this is a, a, a really important thing, particularly uh, I got caught up in this, particularly in my 20s, and still I'm guilty of it, is this comparison game all the time with other people and measuring ourselves up and feeling bad about not achieving the same as other people at the same times but understanding that unique pattern about our personality I found so so helpful yeah definitely and this is the beauty in it when you know I mean when you know we don't need really the confirmation but today because there's so much pressure and so much competition that everyone is needs to be perfect Mm. When you see, okay, actually, that's me. I am so unique. That's my, you know, blueprint, and no one can copy that. There's no one like me in, in the world. And when we know that we can be who we are, imagine, you know, when we know that our strength, but also the weaknesses, we can achieve so much more instead to copy and to be this person or that person. And with time, again, if I talk about myself, the communication with the water, yes, it took me a long time to express that. But the way from, you know, where I started till here is a beautiful process. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think this is a really important question that a lot of people um, ponder about and I also considered this when it comes to astrology this balance um, or how we separate what is in a sense preordained versus free will and choosing to create a certain reality it's still step by step everything we do with awareness if we do what we do today 100 percent meaning with our authentic self, we are always going towards us more and more. And this is where the growth comes in as well. We're always expanding. Each day is expansion in ourselves because the vision grows with each day. And the steps, what we do, will lead us to, these, uh, to the purpose or to the aim, what we want to be one day, Actually, it will be completely different. You know, the dream what we have today is not the same what, what, what might happen in 10 years' time. It's completely different. So it's good if we can stay where we are today. Have a dream. It's great to work towards it, you know, to do things, to learn, as you do and me. We will learn. We go to seminars. We read books. We make sure that we are where we should be, feeling happy and doing the passion that we love, but step by step, and there's no rush. And if I just sit back and relax? No, you can't. You can't. Okay, so this is the, this is the real thing. It's not, I can just sit back, relax, no. it's all going to happen anyway. 
we can't do this because we're human. We like to move forward. There right. will be times where we need to sit, perhaps sit back and relax. But the relaxing is more to work on ourselves emotionally. So that means to being active outside. There's no time for that. Then we look inwards and find ways, as we talked about the pain, to work on it, to be in this cellar for a while and to look at our skeletons, our monsters and face the shadows. And then when this is done, then we go out and be active again. So the relaxation, hmm, I don't think there's a relaxation. Yes, we can enjoy life. That's great to enjoy every moment we do. Also, relaxation is an enjoyment. But if you do it as an enjoyment, not as an excuse to sit back, I don't, don't need to do anything. Okay. Yeah, I think that's probably the difference. Yeah. And, I, and I suppose in the cycles of my very, very basic knowledge of these cycles, I suppose there's always going to be times where we have expansion and then we're more in the growth phase and then we have a little contraction which is I suppose a reflection yes. but yeah there will be times Sarah where you think you are in the most beautiful spot the mother earth and there comes this whirlwind and destroys everything and you think oh my god why me but only because it's time to build something bigger because your insight is so ready the next step i remember reading in the book where you said something has to die in order for us to grow or something has to die in order for it to be born i think yes. that was actually it yeah. is that really what you're relating to yes. some part has to die yes. for growth because you know the layers they go off you take to you peel the layers off then you become your authentic self and then the authentic self has to grow even more and more and for yourself, what were some of the biggest layers that you've had to peel away? It's the communication, if you believe it or not. It's so now really, you've written the book. Yeah. My painting, you know, in, in my book, uh, there are these paintings. That was my healing journey, expressing, you know, my, my death. As you say now, you have to die before you can grow. Something that doesn't belong to you anymore, you have to let go of it. Make space for something new. You can't carry everything. Where is space for the new things in life? Then we have this anger that I feel sometimes, the anger that puts us in a, in a really difficult, tense moment. But actually, when you start to breathe through, as I said before, if you stop for a moment, you will be surprised that this anger is, action, uh, is actually action-taking steps towards where you want to go instead you feel the you know, frustration anger and tension again we need to breathe we need to be in the moment when we're in a moment let's say that it seems very out of our control someone is screaming in our face or we have complete road rage or our head is in the armpit of someone on the tube on our commute and you get that anger and frustration then what do you do with that as a way of expressing and not internalizing it, but also not screaming in someone's face. So when someone screams at you, that's just the, <laughs> your inside screaming at you. It's the mm. attraction. So you will attract something 
because you don't see it perhaps or you are not very much aware. But the outside will always mirror it, be the mirror for you. So if someone is screaming at you, I would say, okay, thank you for showing me that one. So that means I need to do something to let this uh, energy out of me. Either really to scream yourself and go for a run, connect with Mother Earth and do something active because your body is full of tension. And then Mm -hmm. with that activation, something will happen and will lead you to the next step. So transfer the energy, go and vent it. Yeah. Go for a run, something Don't else. swallow, don't blame, don't point a finger to the person. It's You should be grateful that the person is just showing you where you are at the moment. And a mirror to ourselves. Yes. Okay, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Now, when, you, when we come to family patterns, this is something I've been really fascinated with. And you introduced me to family constellations, which is a beautiful experience can you just explain the basic principle though of what a family pattern really is um in a family pattern is a dynamic between the family members an energy that goes from generation to generation unaware it's there and mom behaves the same way like grandma did or the great grandma and passes it on to the next child And the same with father. So the child has the same energy or dynamic and takes it to the next relationship. So, of course, when we have a difficult childhood and we start to feel this discomfort in the body, we can do family constellation to make it aware and cut the pattern. Meaning it's an energy work in a group So when you start to see that um, there is something that you don't like at mom and dad, you are able to cut this pattern by doing this work with family constellation, not to take it to your next, you know, to your children when you have your own family one day. I am quite interested, though, that this is, you know, an ancestral pattern you're describing that comes through the generations. But this is then compounded on top of this, the mental, emotional, and physical state that both the mother and father were in at the point of conception as well and throughout pregnancy. We carry both. Yes. When I researched my parents to find out why my mom behaved a certain way and asked the questions to find out, her mom, my grandma, behaved exactly the same way. She had the same husband that my mom attracted. She attracted something very similar. And my great, great, you know, when when you start to ask questions, then you can see there's a certain pattern in the family. And when I was little, I never understood why I am with these two, my parents. It didn't make sense in my head. So I was quite curious from the beginning. And then I think that led me you know, to family constellation, when that approached me, I thought, yes, that's perhaps one of uh, the answers to my questions. Why these parents? So you didn't feel as though you really belonged with these parents? No, never, 
But then, of course, when I started to work with family constellation, I was very grateful to them. I understood their pain. I understood their, you know, my father's pain, especially. It wasn't his fault to become like that. It was a pattern, a pattern that was led by his, you know, parents and then the grandparents. He just, you know, followed the dynamic from family or from generation to generation. But with my awareness, I said, I don't want this. I don't want my kids to have that kind of dynamic later on in their lives. I want them to be pure as they are. They have to learn their own journey, but not something from the past, not my pattern or my you know, husband's pattern. And I suppose even if you, even if you don't have children, um, breaking up that pattern is important. Otherwise, I suppose yeah. we keep manifesting that negative yeah. cycle that comes with Definitely. it. Too. And it feels really light when you did this work. You think, oh, my God, a, a huge layer is gone. Absolutely. Doing Family Constellations, has it taught you something specific about what you needed to learn by coming to your chosen parents? Yes. Yeah, definitely. I learned from that, uh, from them, that the humans, they couldn't do anything different. They didn't have the awareness. They were in a different time. They lived to survive. Your mum was from Croatia. Croatia. Your dad from Bosnia. And they were very poor. They didn't have anything to eat. So that was, you know, one step towards uh, to go to Austria, Vienna. But they couldn't go further with their awareness. So this awareness, what they had, they moved forward and did what they needed to do. And that was great. So they gave me life. They gave me the opportunity to follow my dream, to follow my passion and to become who I am today. And I'm really grateful for that. Mm. Without them, I wouldn't be here. I've chosen them to learn from them and to make sure that they do what is necessary for me. And that was one of the things to go through family constellation and cut the pattern. I think that was one of the biggest learnings of going through the process of family constellations speaking to you is that that I chose my parents they chose me but one question I still have around it for somebody like me who's adopted of going what is it that I'm carrying from my biological parents and then what am I carrying from my adopted parents I'm sure you carry from your parents that's, that's how I believe, you know, there is a huge, you know, you are made by your parents. And when you were in mom's tummy, of course, you have that kind of energy. And on top, you have the layers from your English parents. That is a combination as well. As you said before, and as I believe, we've chosen our path already before we arrived on Mother Earth. Somewhere there, you knew this is what uh, life is going to be for myself. And I'm going to meet these people who will, they will wake me up at certain points in my life. They will hold my hand. They will make sure that they're doing all the steps. Yeah, and I, I think something that it's really taught me going through it, rightly or wrongly, is that my biological parents, yes, they made me in a sense, but I'm not of them. 
And mm. even with my adopted parents, they raised me, but I'm not of them. And it's what it's taught me is that is that I am just me. I'm my own unique yeah. spirit person. And somehow it gives me comfort. It's like I can witness something from an outside and not feel that I am so intertwined in the the dynamic. It's I can be grateful for all of it, if that makes any sense. And this is the beauty where when we are aware of these things, we can really step back and be grateful for these things around us. If we are not aware, we can become this muddle of energy and not knowing where it goes and what we need to do with it. Say, okay, I'm grateful. I take the good things, the strength, and my weakness will be even transformed into strength. Yeah. So... For people at, at the moment who are suffering some form of emotional pain, they're not in a good place right now. If you could just give them one bit of advice right now. Don't be afraid for, uh, to ask for help. There's no need to be in pain and, and suffer. There's help around. Just put your hand up and ask and the universe will deliver. As I said before, either a sentence, a book, a phone call, something that you picked up, even a newspaper, and it will lead you exactly to the next thing. So believe in yourself and don't give up. Good advice. So somebody like yourself, I mean, has done all this internal work, hugely self-aware, and I've witnessed it with your family, also aware and living this really incredible, unique life in a way of self-expression and or I would describe as authenticity. But in a sense, you challenge the status quo of what everything we've been taught to believe. And do you find that living that sort of life is quite lonely or do you take comfort in that? It's a good question. I'm happy in my family. I'm really, really happy what I have. I have beautiful friends around me, and that's enough. But the passion that I have for other people to give them the tools <laughs> that we can, you know, do something with it is so massive. And that gives me really, you know, love and dance and, and the fulfillment inside myself to inspire other ones and give them some light in their lives. It comes even more colorful than I uh, think or paint in my mind. Yesterday, it was completely different than it was today. Who would think I will be doing this, you know, a, a conversation like this, sharing my ideas and my vision, my wisdom, is, is wow, I can't, <laughs> I can't find the words for it, is absolutely beautiful. So when is this book being released? It's coming soon. Yeah, so perhaps the end of May, beginning of June. Well, when it is, go grab it. It's absolutely brilliant. So I've just got a closing question, really. Is okay. that if you had to answer just in one sentence, what does living an authentic life mean to you? Fulfillment. Yeah. 
a feeling from the inside that everything is amazing. Nothing is wrong. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Asmink. I just want to finish by just acknowledging you really that you've brought so much beauty and light to my world. I think it's something that's so unique about you. You have this amazingly unique way of expressing yourself, whether it's color, whether it's dance, whether it's with your words. I know you say that about your communication, (laughs) fantastic. Um, But you just seem to speak to me on a vibrational level that just resonates with me and this deep knowing that I think all of us have within us, this inner wisdom. So I'm super excited for the book to come out and for that light to be spread to more people. I feel honored that I got the transcript. So thank you very much. And I love and appreciate you. And Sarah, thank you. Thank you so much for the invitation. I can't tell you how much this means. And I love you both. And I'm so, so, you know, happy for you that you took my wisdom and you took it to the next level and you changed your journey to become who you really are. And that gives me goosebumps. Thank you for listening to Journey to Authenticity. If you found something meaningful in this episode, then head to iTunes to rate, review and subscribe. Thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.